Hello and welcome to the 123rd episode of Kinda Geeky. It has been about four months since our last podcast. Uh, maybe a little longer than that, who knows. Uh, uh, but it's been, God, I think, you know, a lot of stuff has happened. We've kind of come to, not the end of the, well, first of all, let me say Julio's here with me, of course, and we have a special guest, but we'll get into that in a second. But, um, we're kind of towards the end of the pandemic. No, in America, anyways, with most yeah. over fifty percent people vaccinated, we're, a lot of stuff is starting to open. Conventions may start to. Well, I mean, they're resumed in some states, but they'll start resuming across the United States about December or so. With most of the stuff resuming next year for conventions, but we're still having the digital conventions go on and everything. So yeah, no, that's true. Um, there's also, at least from what I'm seeing. There, there are doing like hybrid, where some of it's online, some of it is at at, at a convention center. True. Well, I, was Anime Expo like that? It, I just I keep seeing. I don't know if they're fake posts or just random posts. I don't know anything about a, that. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, I know the next upcoming one uh, should be September. Okay. I think it is LA Comic Con. Okay, but again, like I was saying, it's been about four months. So I'm sure a lot for both of us has happened. Also, a lot might not have happened because we were still in COVID. So, uh, but there have been, uh, we've had a couple E3 press conferences. We've, uh, there's been a couple Netflix movie release, Amazon movie prime releases, and then Disney plus releases. So there, there's been a little bit of everything coming out lately. So there's definitely things we could talk about, but also I wanted to say that, uh, my, you know, I've interviewed a lot of people for this podcast. Like I said, 123 episodes now, so the number counting actually kind of works for this too. But uh, I've, I've, you know, cosplayers, uh, photographers, artists. You've helped with interviews too of some oh, of these people. Yeah. We've had a lot of different sit-ins. We've done panels now, but this one hits a little close to home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Uh, like, I, I think I really got it from, like, the Nerdist podcast. Like, that's kind of my inspiration. This is a hostful, but more. But also, like, he got to interview his dad before he passed away. Not that my uh, mother here is anywhere near that. But, you know, just to get someone on to actually show their perspective of me and also some of the stuff she watches that's geeky and how she's geeky in her own way. I have my mother on the podcast today. So go ahead and introduce yourself, Mom. Hello, everybody. Um, Lisa Evans. You don't, yeah, just say Lisa. Orlando, that's fine. Florida. Oh, you do have an Instagram, so if people want to follow you, where would you like them to follow oh, you at? Oh, that's Swim Forever eighty eight. At Swim for Swim the number four ever eighty eight. Uh, let me actually. I hate She'll to say this. She'll have to confirm this, this real quick because <laughs> she doesn't see know. who the heck I am on Instagram, man. Um, how do you guys? I don't know. How do I? How do? I, yeah, Swim Forever eighty eight. Okay. And that's on Instagram. Yeah. Swim, the number four, ever, the number's 88 on Instagram. So uh, she posts some stuff there. She mostly posts what we post from her like son, uh, sons and her daughter and then some of her teacher stuff because she is a teacher, which we will get into. But uh, I did want to get back to Julio and talk about some of the stuff that has happened over the past couple months. Right. Um, right. Since it's been four months, I don't think we even talked about Captain America and Winter Soldier. I know I should say Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but we know how No, but ends. it is. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I guess spoilers. I don't know. Oh, God damn it. If you haven't watched that by now, then who cares? Like, but yeah, I mean, we have a new Captain America. Yep. Um, I mean, it was... It, Can I say it or should you say it? What Captain not, America is? Is it okay for me to say that? Or? No, I think it's fine. Yeah, yeah, we got a black man as Captain yeah. America. It's fucking awesome. I love yeah. it. Like, <laughs> So we have a shift in there. Um, 
series was short, but I uh, I think it. But a six uh, six episode mini series, which Loki is going to be, um, mm-hmm. makes it a long movie. Because that it does, yeah. It, it, and also something like we talked about WandaVision on the last one, how fantastical that was. I think we did. I can't uh, remember. No, that was February, so we did. Okay, yeah. But um, it was nice to see Winter Soldier so grounded in reality with the fantastic world that Marvel is these days and all the superheroes and like sorcery and Hulk and everything. Like, you know, we have a superhuman who can lift a bus, blah, 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 whatever. Uh-huh. And then a Captain Falcon who flies around is basically human. So like the struggles throughout the show, the struggles in America at the time, like it was really well done. Yeah. And I mean, and you see he put in the work yeah. to be and deserve to be called Captain America. Yeah. So I uh, can't wait to see... Him in the next feature uh, film. No, the the one like great thing though is uh, like uh, Winter Soldier just always grabbing the shield. Like every time it came anywhere near him, he just kept it was able to grab the shield. It's like okay, if it's not the if it's not the new Captain America, then Bucky does deserve it. Like well, yeah, no, I mean uh, canonically in the comics, it, it went to Bucky first, yeah, then to uh, Wilson. In that comics version, is that when Bucky's killed after that? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not too sure on, on that history. There's so much. I'm sure we yeah. can get Lawrence and he would tell us. But <laughs> uh, but other than that, there's been um, a couple Amazon movies. I mean, I think we talked about Invincible. Uh, but yeah, did, did we talk so. about... Well, no, Tomorrow War just came out on Amazon. I, I don't know if you've seen, seen that. that. No. I did see that. Would you like my red dash? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure if I wanted to see it. Um, there's been a lot of movies over the past, I'd say, 10 years from 2012 and all that. Like, uh, the movie 2012. Uh, but, you know, that deal with a kind of, not always broken family, but family under pressure. Like, they're not doing well. Husband can't find a job. They're possibly going to split up, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then... The world falls apart. Uh, Day After Tomorrow is another one of that, where the parents were separated, and it took the Ice Age, basically, to bring the family back together. Like, you know, stuff like that. We've had a lot of those movies. That's what this basically is. But with a future threat, going to the future and dealing with creatures, I don't really want to give away what what that is. But it was good. Like, you know, he does a great job. There's a great comical aspect. There's a great heavy action aspect. So... If you go into it as a like lighthearted comedy action movie, so okay, <laughs> with a sci fi twist, but that's also the good thing. Like, you know, me with sci fi and movies, it actually kind of pans out. Like, you watch the movie and you're like, that is how science does kind of work. So, thank you for that instead of just pulling something out of your ass. <laughs> <So, laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, I mean, we've I know Black Widow's coming out this week, but yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, I'm not. I'm not in a rush to see that movie. Like, there's a couple, like... I don't even think, I mean, it's way, it's way out of, like, whatever phase it was supposed to come out at. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. It was supposed to come out last year. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know if there's anything that it could feed into the new phase of Marvel. I think it would still will, especially with introducing a couple new characters, like Taskmaster and shit like that. Like, that needed to be in the series. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I already know when the setting of this takes place yeah uh, I mean I think if anything maybe Taskmaster Taskmaster might be a one-off so okay I, I want to challenge your thought there with 
how much did Captain Marvel being a period piece in the 80s fit into the Marvel MCU? I mean, yeah. yeah. See, yeah. see, see. <laughs> so but that was you, way, you way, 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 like that was 90s. Yeah. Oh, not, is, sorry, not 80s, 90s, my bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay. So, I mean, I, I, I just don't see how... We'll see, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, it's a way to see. But like, to your other question though, of seeing it in theaters though, there's I I love seeing a lot of the Marvel movies in theaters. Do I see all of them in theaters? No. Will this be one of them I see in theaters? Probably not. Also, since we're just back to theaters, I think I'm gonna wait a little while. Well, that's one because <laughs> of you know, all the Marvel that, that that's been released so far. It's all been, for me. It's all been in theaters, and this is the one we're like, eh. I, uh, I think after Thor Dark World oh, I started still then. Pick, still then. No, but after that I started picking and choosing my battles <laughs> not me I, I, just I, like, I no. Going, no matter how bad it was uh, this one I'm like well yeah no I'd rather watch it on TV like did we see Ant-Man 2 in theaters I don't think we did I did was I with you? No. Okay, then I did not see that in theater. <laughs> like, it's still a good movie, but yeah. I was like, I can skip the theater experience for that. <laughs> so, okay. Kind of, I do want to get back to like E3 and a couple of the other things going on, but let's go ahead and bring my mom into this now. Uh, so, welcome, mom, to Kind of Geeky. This is your first time. As we kind of discussed today, it's a kind of new experience to you because you don't really know the whole scope of what Kind of Geeky is. <laughs> You're right about that. I do have some more investigating to do. I yep. do need to learn a lot more about Kind of Geeky. But, I mean, as you're seeing, like, it, from the, the podcast, uh, it's just more of a discussion thing. So, uh, I know you're not a huge gamer, so this is going to be a kind of short topic, which it is for some people, but it still is because everyone has this experience. So, uh, I would like to start off with your video game evolution. So what this is, is what console or what games did you start playing with to what you play now? Which we were kind of talking about this the other day. So, I mean, like Olsen or some of the other people, what's the first... As a kid, yeah. a preteen, going to the bowling alley, we had Pac-Man and we had Pong and then Pac-Man yeah. in the bowling alley. Yeah. That was the first thing I ever did. And so, I, but did you actually play Pong and Pac-Man? Yeah, there was a machine in the back okay. of the bowling alley. So which one of the two games was your more choice of game? Well, actually, I think Pong came first. Yeah. And then once they got the next one, then they put like Pac-Man because it actually had characters in it. Yeah. So there was something other than... I'm just saying yeah than, a lot right now for I some think, reason. Well, <laughs> like the first one was like there was just something going back and forth. And we were like, ooh, look at this. And then... You know, it came out with like characters and you went, oh, there's something to it. Okay. But I don't remember going past that. Like, honestly, I think my entire video gaming ended there because I was a teenager and I got into other things. And I was in, like, I've gone to arcades where we did pinball machines. Tommy came out with the Who and I, I did things like that. But honestly, but not games. Well, and I haven't done any video game that's fine everyone has a different experience what i'm actually getting at there too is um you know video games is the main thing we talk about but also within video games we found that people play tabletop games and card games and fall into other fast you have i am a huge game player yeah um so yes so like but what Throughout your progression, what was some of the first other types of games you started to play? Like, what I know you didn't find Phase Ten till Grandpa. Honestly, as a kid, I played. I don't even have to do this anymore. I played Mahjong with my neighbors. Really? Which I have no idea 
how to play that now. Do you know how to play that? Hula? No, like, I it's no so freaking. <laughs> oh, really? You've tried? Okay. It's, it's so freaking complicated that my my roommate and I we tried to like Google and watch directions. We don't know how. We have to find people that know how to play it. Okay. I played it. My sister and I played with the two neighbor girls across yeah. the street for like five years. We played mahjong. Oh wow! Have no clue how to play that. Well, I mean, I, we were talking about car game, uh, car games the other day, and like uh, war. I don't know if I remember how to play war. Or some of the card games we played as kids, but sorry. Anyway, that, we're talking about you. So after playing mahjong, oh, we also played board games like, and I, I don't even remember um, as a kid other games that we played, but I'm sure that we did. Oh, you know, my dad had us go outside a lot, so we did a lot of things like play in the backyard and play well, yeah, that's croquet all, like, I mean, and play. Um, I'd say my generation, Julio's generation too. You like, kicked us outside to play yeah, as well too. We yeah. had hours of game time inside to play, but then and most you, of the time was but outside. But then I remember playing Monopoly with my friends and Clue with my friends, and you know I have always played board games. Always played board games. Which I know Julio is a big tabletop person, mm-hmm. but so, so you I, call it tabletop? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a new name for it, but that is uh, board, games board games and card, card games. games. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So out of the, the standard board games of the time, what was one of your favorite games? I think Monopoly, because it took a long time to play. and So it was just about timing, not like running the board? No. I, you know what, what? I played lots of games, and I did not win most of the time, but I had a lot of fun playing it. And I'm not, I wasn't super competitive. Like, I've always had either a sibling or a child that was super competitive. I'm like, that's great. You win. Just let me keep playing. Honestly. In that regard, like, you know, we're uh, talking about, like, Clue and all that. Uh, we just played Clue recently. And you know, Julio knows in front of the podcast, I'm not a huge tabletop person. So mm-hmm. I don't really always play. And I don't really care to play most of the classic games anymore also. No, I mean, I... For nine, you're very selective of what you play. Yeah, that's for sure. Even when it's like Sherlock, which is a version of Clue, just in a different fa- mm. facet. What was the other like Clue type game that we tried playing? Um, I'm, I'm I, I can't think of any other one. I mean, okay. I, I remember the uh, uh, we played on tabletop arena, the card yeah. game, like going into the pyramids and coming out with the treasure. But do we have to challenge each other in that one? Like, in that one, it's it's making you had to make your own decision if you wanted to keep oh, continuing. Oh, true. I mean, you could you could you can like so not call like someone that's out, not like Clue. Okay. No, I mean, I can't think of anything really that we played that was like Clue. Uh, it's it's been a while since we've actually. Well, I was actually forced to play this past weekend because you know I don't care. But <laughs> it was family and my mom's birthday, so I had to play Clue. And the long thing for this in my family, whenever I played with my brother, especially playing with my brother, I've always been Colonel Mustard, and Colonel Mustard is always the murderer every time we play. <laughs> so <laughs> it would always be me. So we play the game, we get around. I'm uh, Matt. My brother was Professor Plum. The whole uh, he—that's what he chose. Right. So the whole game, I'm like Professor Plum did it. Professor Plum did it. Professor Plum did it. Moved to every room. Professor Plum did it. Finally got to the billiard room. Yeah, billiard room. Uh-huh. Professor Plum with the knife in the billiard room. Motherfucker, right? <laughs> was it Colonel Mustard? <laughs> <laughs> I wound up in the wrong room and I, I read the label. She wrong. was in the ballroom. She thought and she was in the billiard room. I thought it was the billiard room. room. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, I, yeah, when it comes to that game specifically, yeah. 
I try to take meticulous notes and check marks. That's what I was doing. Crosses. See, usually well, I end up being the like, depending on who I'm playing with, I'm like the second closest to guessing. Okay. I'm always one away. So let, let's talk game strategy real quick in that, because uh-huh. that applies to video games too. But so when you, okay, so when you make your guesses, and this applies to a lot of games, but when you make your guesses and the person reveals the card, you cross it off, right? Well, I have to cross it off, but I have to match it you know, to the person who said that. So oh. I'm lining it, I have to line it up that way. And that's how I start making my eliminations. So as they're giving clues to other people, you're looking, you're like, who was said, that the same clue they might have gave right. me? Right. Okay. There's a, yeah, and I'm that, making little yeah. marks in my thing as to how many people are saying no. That's like, how I narrow it For me, it it's down. like X's, check marks, circles. Yes, yes. Uh, oh, my God. You and I sound like we have the same kind of board. I, I have to do it that way. And then sometimes I'll forget who said it, so I would have to repeat myself. So, and then, yeah, yeah I have to, like, jot it down. Okay, see, I think I'm learning something then. Because uh, with other games where we play that, you are you are taking notes in those games, too. So, I don't play that way. I play where I only cross off what I see and keep all those notes in my head. I, I may have I can't, written down. Yeah, no, I can't keep too much in my head. Yeah. I have to have something. Well, but now I'm... At least, at least, it doesn't have to be very descriptive. I just need, like, one word and then somehow related to... But now I'm thinking, now I know why I lose in the other tabletop games that I play against you guys where it's strategy like that. Because you guys are all taking meticulous notes and I'm trying to keep track track of all of it. I mean, yeah, you know, it does depend on the game. I mean, specifically for those type styles of game, mystery. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Yes, Mom, what would you like to say? So, can I tell you about another game? What? 60 Second Mystery and how I found it. Oh, yeah, I've seen that in stores, right? Okay, so let me let me back okay. this up. It was my birthday a long time ago. I was with your sister Pam. Okay. And it was I, my birthday's Fourth of July, and it was yeah. like July third. I got my jam. Yeah, let's on. explain that a little more. Her okay. birthday is the Fourth of July. We don't ever celebrate like normal people because it's not the celebration of Independence Day. It's the celebration of my mom. Mom's like, birthday. <laughs> right. Where can we party? Right. And also, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't work today, or I can't go to your party because I have to celebrate it with my mom. Like, I hope I have not dragged my kids down. So. No, it's a good excuse. Okay. It's a great excuse. Thank you, Mom. I really appreciate okay, it. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. But it was my birthday, and so it's July 3rd, 10 o'clock at night. I already have my jammies on, and my daughter goes, okay, Mom, get ready. We're going somewhere. And I said, what do you mean we're going somewhere? It's 10 o'clock. She goes, it's your birthday. I said, it's 10 at night. My birthday is tomorrow. She said, get dressed. We're going somewhere. Kelly's coming over, and we're going someplace. We get in the car, we drive to a bar. Now, for anybody that knows me, I only drink like white Zinfandel. Sometimes I drink rum, vodka, you know, stuff like that. We get to a bar and they have- That doesn't have sound like mom, just like, you know, rum, vodka. That... Rum or vodka. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, just saying. Oh, well, okay, now you know. <laughs> but I get to the bar and they're only serving beer, I will never drink that, or red wine and white wine. Now, anybody here that knows when they only have red and white, none of it's sweet. It never is. No, no. It, it never is. No, the white's in sweet. White's a little bitter. And it's rice. not white's in. It's just a white wine. Like yeah, a yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Okay. So I said to the bartender, it's my birthday. Which one is sweet? And she said, neither. And I said, okay, fine. Just bring me whichever one. Because after I drink half a glass, it'll taste sweet. It'll yeah. be fine. You know. So anyway, it's dark. It's very dark. And the Pam goes over to get a board game and puts it on the table. 
Now this table was an old game. It had a little plastic red piece that you had to put a card under to reveal the answer, which was hard to read when you're drinking and it's dark. Okay. But we, mm. that's, but we played this game and you give clues out to people and they have to reveal the answer. So you say like, it's going to be a place and then you have to figure out where the place is based on the clue, or it's going to be something that happened to someone, and it's going oh. to be that. Well, I liked it so much that I ordered the game on Amazon, and then I found that they had the game in a book. So anybody that likes little mysteries, I wound up buying the book, and it's a little book that you can take with you. I wound up in a hospital a couple times, telling people, um, giving giving them guesses on games, and I just had a lot of fun with that. So that's a good What's fun. the game, and how do you play it? 60-second mystery. You give clues to people, and people have to guess the Thank answer. you. That's really all I was asking. <laughs> I wanted you to hear the backstory of how we found the game. Don't always need that, Mom. I know I do that a lot on the podcast, too, and I have to go, sorry, guys, tangent. So I'm so sorry. <laughs> now you know where Keith got it from, yes, everybody. That is one of the many things that I do get from my mom because okay. <laughs> we go uh, and I, I always have to apologize for random tangents but <laughs> i apologize for my random tangent uh, what other games have you actually played tabletop and board wise because did grandma grandpa introduce phase nine or is phase, that phase 10 phase 10 sorry and then you had um, an apples game and apples then... to apples phase 10 um what's the oh sequence is a great board game. oh that's the one yeah sequence, that's the one you had to play last time them. what's yes. the how do you play that nanograms game? is a blast uh, well, no what's the sequence? sequence yeah um it's a strategy game okay it's for like have you played sequence julio no okay so okay. yeah can you explain it to julio I'm not, I am the worst person to ask about explaining okay, games. Okay, never oh my mind. Gosh. <laughs> Check out Sequence. It's a good strategy game. You're putting, um, it's like a it's like a card deck on a board and you have to match, you have to get five in a row and you have to do it. You have to make sequences you have to, to be make able to sequences complete certain and, paths. And it's to, a lot of strategy yeah, and you okay, can take yeah. people out and move people around. So that's She's good. tried to get me to play this game and I just haven't cared. Phase 10 was the one that I actually got, had to play with family several times and that's through the different phases. You have to do different actions or collect different cards. Or mm-hmm. it's inter- like, have you played that game, Julio? No, I don't think I have. What was the last like normal card game that you played? Like, that's not a board game arena or something like that. Uh, geez, I mean, it may have been. I want to say Bluro. What? what? Donkey. Don. Oh, it's, oh yeah, yeah, Burrow. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Burrow. Yeah. It's, it's uh. I don't know the next closest related game, but you essentially take out a card and it's a matching game with players. Like you, you get you get a matching pair, you put it down, and who's ever left with the one single card is the donkey. And usually, uh, at least from places or something. It, it I know it's, it comes from somewhere, but I don't yeah, know. Okay. But you know, usually uh, at least pairs, play, pairs, pairs. I guess that's what it is. Yeah. But that's what that's what we call it. Okay. Uh, but Bodo? yeah, no. Usually Bodo? the loser. Am I saying that right? Bodo. Bodo. Okay. It, uh, B-U-R-R-O. Okay. I mean, I can't roll my R's, so I can't Bodo. say it correctly. Gotcha. Bodo. But um, yeah, no. Bodo. Usually Bodo. for us, uh, the loser would have to like drink uh, like a tall glass of water, <laughs> and that's happened to me at least three times in a row. Oh wow. Yeah. Not fun. Wow. Well, maybe you need to drink some water at that time. This is the desert we live in, so you have to, <laughs> you have to get through that. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, so, 
Bananagrams? Uh, Bananagrams? No, I don't know that game. So it's kind of like playing Scrabble, but way more fun. Everybody gets 15 tiles or 20 tiles, whatever. Everybody gets a set number of tiles. You turn them over. you got to make as many words as you can. As soon as you've built everything from the tiles you have, you say the word peel because it's a banana. Oh, And gotcha. then you get another gotcha. tile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the person that wins, you've used all the tiles and there's no tiles left and you beat everybody to building words. Oh, wow. Hmm. That so, actually does found, sound like a funner... It's luck of the draw because if you get all the Z's and Q's and no U's and stuff like that... Now, yeah, but... Question, because what is the word limit? Or is it you're just building certain words or oh like, no no you can build uh, okay. two letter words or whatever let me rephrase that uh scrabble just went back and rechanged their rules this year to remove offensive words <laughs> so anything goes in bananagrams okay but you don't do names but you can if you want to get crazy you okay. can what did yes. you think about that Julio? did you see that story no i haven't no uh Sounds familiar, but I didn't know they made yeah, it. Yeah, like... I mean, we don't, we don't do... Any bad word you can really think of. Oh, uh-huh. we'll go with a light one of cracker and say that. And yeah, those have been removed huh. from okay. the... Yeah. Like, can't be used in professional play, which... Why were those ever allowed in professional play? Like, that doesn't make... <laughs> okay. Like, if anybody walked in and goes, Hey, the N-word looks really good right here. Yeah, you no. need to be kicked the fuck out. Like, am I wrong <laughs> Okay. <in that>? Like, <laughs> I've never, ever played the game with anyone that cursed. In oh, the, in the I have one hundred percent. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. No, I'm. Oh, like no. one of the. Oh, what song? But it's is not it? in the rules. What? There's one of the songs. Like the video for it starts off. Fellatio, sixty-nine letter word, and it's like, yes, I love that, <laughs> and I want that line. That is acceptable. <laughs> Your dad used to write that as an address on return label for the business letters in the education in the in oh god in the wait, bachelor's degree classes wait, no fully explain this i need more oh my information gosh, that you can't what your you father can't, used to do you, you your dad just, and i were yes. in business class together that's in the college, story that's needed yes in college and we had to write we had to learn how to address the envelope then we had to write business letters and your dad write you know 69 fellatio way cunnilingus avenue <laughs> i love and that and he would do that to the teachers all the time okay so yeah. this is the, that, that's where i come from good to know <laughs> okay <laughs> Now you know. Yep. <laughs> so, okay, so I, I want to do transition back to Julio for a little bit here because, you know, we did have a lot of video game news come out in the past couple months, too. That's yeah, true. Uh, it was a fictitious E3, virtual E3. Virtual E3. With really more of uh, the divisions of the gaming channels really hosting their own streaming Pretty content. much. Yeah. Uh, unless it was done through IGN, IGN or, or something Spot. else, which most of those, I'm sorry, they were terrible. Like, it was just a bunch of guys talking for eight hours where you had to fast forward through the feed to find the 45 minutes of actual, like, Bethesda I mean, or whatever covered no, them. It, it, it was lackluster. Yeah. Um, I mean... No, okay, wait, hold on. Let's roll. I, I thought that to Julio after watching all of it. I go, Julio, so I was thinking, he go, he goes, yeah, it was pretty lackluster. I was like, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, you nailed it. I mean, my... I guess one gripe when it comes to anyone presenting yeah. at E3, um, they'll present a trailer, but now I want gameplay to back it up. Agreed. So, I mean, we got. There were some that had gameplay, but yeah. most of it was like trailer, trailer, trailer. Well, okay, another thing I want to comment on because we've been doing this podcast for 123 episodes. We've both had mannerisms that we had to like tinker or tailor with to make sure it works well for an audio format. But I never understand the live video format of um, uh, and the all the time 
when you're trying, you can talk now, mom. Like, but I like, agree. as a teacher, like, um, we're gonna get into uh this game well, right now uh, with um these two yeah, producers. Look who's, pre- who's presenting? Really, I mean, these are these are people who work in the no 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 no, field, no, no. I'm not they're talking. Not I'm not talking about the developers that they brought in for. Those people were fine because they knew how to sell their product. Right. I'm talking who, about the IGN people. In the cuts between, oh. where I'm like, they're talking it's about, funny. like, I mean, wow. quote unquote, aren't they, aren't they uh, journalists? T- and TV personalities? Yeah. Like, that is your whole job. Like, how can you say, um, so much? Like, it hurts so bad. Like, you have to, you know, as a teacher, you do want to bring that when they're doing public speaking to their attention when they're very young, so they get that out of their speech. Agreed. Agreed. Well, I mean, I've, I've talked, like, I mean, Julio have talked about it back and forth because he's like, Keith, you're doing a little of this, or Julio. I was saying, yeah, 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 yeah. And I listened to an episode and Julio was like, yeah, you're saying that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, so there's like little things that we all do and you just got to work your way out of it or have someone go, hey, just not do it now when we're actually trying to be professional or recording or trying to put something out there. Like, this whole thing's going to be live. Like, well, it's also good that you bring it to someone's attention because when you're doing things, you don't always know you're doing it. True. Yeah, exactly. So thank you, Julio, for doing that and helping me. No, oh, no, yeah, exactly. And like, Keith calls me out on stuff and points things out to me too, and we need that. That's how you learn. Exactly. That's how yeah. we all grow. But it, it was just, it was painful to watch some of those. Pre- but... Okay, so out of what we saw, now I'm going to ask you about a state of play that came out for Sony today. Okay. But everything else that came out, Nintendo, Xbox, Bethesda, uh, Square Enix, um, I'm blanking on the last two smaller ones that happened. What was your biggest takeaway? And then what was the one that you're like, man, they could have tried a little harder? Uh, at least for me, the biggest takeaway, I think who had a solid appearance it's both uh xbox and nintendo yeah they presented well yeah they showed the games agreed um i mean other i mean given i don't play xbox as much but i still had a bit of interest in what was being shown I don't, well, know, hey, I, don't, uh-huh. I don't know if we mentioned on the last one, X, Julio has an Xbox yes, that's now. Right. I do he's have an Xbox. He's joined the community because of me. <clears throat> but yeah, he's in, he's in the Xbox community, which he never said he would ever join. So, I mean, that's I mean, because for the longest, you know, I have a PC. Yeah. That was like close enough. Yeah. And with the meld of Windows 10 to gaming with Game yeah. Pass now, like it, it is, it is close enough. Uh-huh, but yeah. Xbox is a little extra. Yeah, I mean, they're, the whole Game Pass is way better than what PS5 can offer. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, but... 100%. If go-to console still is the PS5 for Well, me. because, I mean, you do also have the bastard version of the new console. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. It's not the full high-end one and doesn't have the CD drive. But yeah. it's still a good new console. No, the no, graphics it's still good. look phenomenal. Yeah. But you don't get the four full K, right? Like, or I can't remember. No, I mean, if anything, it's just the lesser uh, uh, gigs. So picking and choosing your battles with games. Until I like get an expansion card. Yeah, eventually. Oh, which you know, I had something to show you because there I found a good price on one. Okay, but we'll talk about that. Well, we'll talk about that afterwards. Other than that, wait for Black Friday. That's the best time to buy anything. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, no, uh, like, uh, and then yeah, Nintendo. I don't own the Switch, but. What they were offering, like, oh, hey, that's pretty solid. You know, definitely games I would play. 
Um, but they only had eight games, right? Like it was, it wasn't a plethora. Like it I, wasn't a lot. Given. I'm not saying Xbox showed a ton of new games. Like they're bringing a 27 game library, well, this, a lot of Bethesda games existing to the console. Well, but, I mean, this was just another Nintendo Direct, and yeah. they 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 they, they um, quarterly, right? I think so. Quarterly. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty pretty frequent with them. Yeah. Unless it's like they're focusing on one specific game. See, like the classic Metroid was really cool because we haven't had that in a while. So I'm really interested to see Metroid come back in a yeah, classic that was, version. Yeah, that was surprising. I mean, I know there were, you know, there was talks of Metroid f- uh, 4. Yeah. And then they showed, oh, Metroid Dread. Which and that that's was a, why I have a Switch. I want Metroid. Give me some. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, looked, it looked good. So, yeah, I mean, eventually I'll get a Switch and yeah. Well, they have the new Switch XD 4K oh, one that just came I out. So that just got that just got announced new, this week. So yeah, that, that's right. They had a direct for that as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, I haven't even seen that one yet. But I really, th- I feel like Nintendo did a good job. I don't want to say they were terrible. Like Ubisoft didn't really sell me anything that was like oh amazing, and especially ending with, hey, here's a six and four and five and two and three versions of these games. But we're showing you brand new expansive worlds. I went. You just said six and four and three and two. Ver- like, that's the sixth version of this game. That's the fourth version of this game. Like, where's the brand new and expansive world, right, mom? Like that. That does not compute. Like, you have expansive worlds. That's great. But none of it's new. Not if you're just doing a version of the same game. No, correct? no, it's the second game. So, like, they're expanding the story, but it's taking place in the same world it took place in. So, it's not really... Exp- you're you're expanding the story in that world. You're so not expanding that world. they expanded the story in the world six different times? <laughs> Seriously? Um, there's games that are way past that. Final Fantasy, which is technically a different story, and some of them take place in the same world, is up to 17? 16, 16. 16. With yeah. online. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, Doom's up to oh, so about really five, five or six now. Always branch out and go to a different realm or anything. Or like just that. create a new game. Well, no. I mean, yeah. Well, at least with Final Fantasy, it's always a, its own story. Yes. So, Some take place in the same universe. Uh, wait a minute. Something's called Final, and they have more. <laughs> oh, so, it was an interesting story. Oh. Yeah, because uh, when they. No, first, that is a running joke. Yeah, no, when they first made the original Final Fantasy. They called it that because they thought that that was going to be the only entry in the title. People the, liked it, and they just kept. Which kept the original with it. one was made back Zelda, like 1980s, oh, that's, Nintendo that's days, way back. Yeah, exactly. That's why like, I wanted to give you a frame of but reference. But they for that. Should call it final, and then they add more. Pretty much, okay. they stuck with it. Which I mean, Final Fantasy seven, VII, eight, and nine are my favorites. Look, it's like when <laughs> athletes retire and they come back, so it's all good. <laughs> True. Uh, it's money, yeah. Like, if you can keep making money... She's not wrong. If you can keep making money on a product, whether that's products you or a video game, you keep making money on that product. It's it's really, <laughs> really is the same thing. <laughs> but it's fair. Actually, in that same regard, that's where Nintendo really ended their press conference that everyone's like, oh, great, a new Zelda game. So everyone's like... So many people love Zelda. I'm not one of those people. I think Zelda, Zelda's a good game. There's some that are just okay games. But I'm not a Zelda freak. And that's where everyone's like, oh my god, it's a new Zelda yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm the same. I really don't care for any of the Zelda games. But, you know, there are like hardcore yeah. Zelda 
Aids. Zelda Aids. Um, I was about to say that too. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, that one also has a long history. There's, yeah. there's, they built out their lore. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't I mean, bother me. A lot of games that go on for a while could build out their lore. Like, look at Halo. People get in arguments about that with Star Trek and I don't Star even, Wars. I don't even, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, honestly, I don't even know about the Halo lore. But that, that's why I would say to me, Xbox kind of took the cake. Like, to start off their show of, we have Game Pass, which I kind of explained Game Pass to my mom, but I'll explain it again for the audience in case they don't have that as well. Uh, Game Pass is a paid subscription service that's better than their gold service, which is online games and connection and all that. But you get a library of games that you can just get to play for free. That's always updating. It's a pretty expansive collection of electronic arts titles, now Bethesda titles and everything else. So they started their press conference with, 27 of the 30 games you're going to see today will be on Game Pass. That was crazy. Like, yes, some of them were already out, like the Mm -hmm. Bethesda list and all that, but updated graphics and being released to Game Pass for everyone to play for free. Yeah. Which you pay for the subscription, but I mean, to have that entire catalog of like 50 more games that are going to be added later from like all the catalog of them, but that's crazy over 300 games or so that you can play on game pass for free because you pay for the service but are they doing that to pull you into their oh family into their platform and all that yeah of course that's a selling point but with windows you can play with it too because it's microsoft so you can play on, on your pc or xbox and have this catalog of games and then you know so they want the monopoly on everything yeah well, I mean, they're not going to. That's the whole console war that goes on forever. But oh. Battlefield looked amazing. Yeah, uh, I just saw today the EA Play, and they showed a lot That was more. today, too? That was today. Well, they show. So I think they're spreading it out because their big main show is going to be July 22nd. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's going to be July 22nd. But they're showing bits and pieces for... for like, today was just uh, focused on FPS, so it was... Battlefield and uh, Apex Predator. Oh, wow. Is that the name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Apex so, Legends, or, which became Apex Predator, I believe. Or, yeah, I or think, something like that. I, I forget Is Battlefield name. on that platform? Uh, Battlefield's on Xbox and, play, and PC. But I think they're going to be able to play across... And it's on PlayStation 2. But, I mean, I play on Xbox. We play on Xbox. Yeah. Uh, a hun- Wait, no. Yeah. 128 players. Yeah. Map. Yeah, and then, and I saw one of the stages, you know, in the yeah. buildings. Okay. Uh, it was hectic, especially when they had the hurricane or I the saw, tornado come about. Well, what I liked more so, was, okay, so they show a city battle. And yeah. you're like, you've seen city battles before. A lot of buildings are just, fit, like, they're there. You can't destroy them. You can't go in them. They're just background. You can run past them, all that. This was, you start in the streets. You're running around battling stuff. You walk into a building, still battling people, get into the elevator, go up to the roof, start battling people on the roof, zip line to the next roof, battle more people, and then flight suit down to the ground and battle. I was like, this is crazy. Like, yeah, if, yeah, for sure, environment's going to play a uh, Oh my God. Like, and I, I think it's crazy because when it went from 32 to 64 players, everyone's like, the stages are going to be too big. We're not going to be able to get around. And how many times in Battlefield that we play recent Battlefield Five uh, V yeah. Battlefield V? I'm going to get into that in a second too. But Battlefield V that we're like, damn, we wish the stage was a little bigger. <laughs> so I think this is going to be interesting. I can't wait. 
<laughs> yeah. You're uh, talking about that many players playing against each other at one time? Yes. Uh, for for PC reference, I played a game in 2002 that was called Planet Side, where it was 200 players, 100 versus 100 players on PC against each other at a time. We had a squad. Okay, so you could have squads of 10 and a platoon of 50. So we had five squads formed into a platoon that would fight an online match to... And th- that was a game where everybody was live. There's no AI at all, like Battlefield kind of, but yeah, yeah. like you have to capture a planet. So yeah, like no, this version of gaming is finally coming to console. That's the big thing about this. Because yeah, you've had hundreds of people in online games forever on PC. That's what keeps Julio and his brother Kevin playing more games on PC. Yeah, pretty much. So this incorporation of bringing this many people to a console game is kind of huge. Don't you agree? Oh, yeah, yeah, it is, especially for console. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I've played PC games uh, where, yeah, uh, for me specifically, like uh, MMO, uh, Guild Wars 2, where it was realm versus realm versus realm. Um, I forget how much players was in that, but it got hectic. And there was, yeah, no AIs there. It was like all people battling each other. So, yeah, PC is like kind of, you know, it's expected to have that many people playing. Exactly. Console, it's... Always been like... Yeah, it's always like, what, four-man squads and all that. Exactly. Well, four-man squads with a total of 64, so 32 team sizes. Yeah, I mean... That's good. That's nice. I mean, I've done... Yeah, yeah, because I've done that on... uh, on CS, CSGO. Yeah. Where they had mods where you can have up to 32 players, and I've done that. Yeah. But then at sometimes you're like, you know, when people start leaving a stage like that, Battlefield of V, uh, when it gets down to 15 versus 15 players on that stage, you're like, uh, oh, uh, did you see that too? They're going to say at the beginning, they're going to, uh, they are going to use AI players to help fill the stages. So if 128 don't join the game, They'll make sure it actually does cap out at 128 with some AI. Yeah, that works. I mean, until are, like, are you okay with that? Well, so as long as it's it's, I want to see like if the, if AI is taking up a spot, and then someone decides to join, then you know, quick switch to oh, that. Oh, good call. If they call. can do that, yeah, good call. I mean, it's EA. They're pretty good at that testing. So I think I'm, I mean, yeah, if they can do pull it all that way. As yeah. someone who used to work there, that started my whole career with EA. I think they should be decent with that. <laughs> no. Um, and then okay, so you watched the Sony State of Play today. I did. Uh, what was the big draw or takeaway from that? Uh, this one was a little more focused on indie games. Really? It was. Uh, okay, hold on. Sorry, I have to pause you there. We have to go into this real quick because I brought this up in a discussion. Um, indie games. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this at dinner, actually. Yeah. Were they actually indie games, or were they Sony-sponsored indie games, which kind of defeats the purpose of being well, an indie game? I can't say. Um, what would you define as an indie game? Indie game, real? usually it would be like a, like a very small like group of people developing a game. Like uh, I know the most I've seen people develop a game were two to three, and it turns out to be a, a really good game. Uh, uh, 
You're it's talking about that's say, Among Us, right? Yeah, just a reference. Um, yeah, Among Us was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. was, a, it was a three to four man squad uh, developing that game. But uh, I can't say for sure if it was like uh, if they were part of the Sony studio. Okay. Um, I would give my definition, like he said, a small independent studio, not a part of a huge corporation that puts out a. They can put out a like triple eight. No, it's possible. They can't. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's been done with, I think one would be Senua's Sacrifice. I don't know it, that game. It, really good game. Uh, that's an indie game that really looked like a AAA game. On what console? This was on, I think it came out first on PC. I'm pretty sure it's on Xbox. Okay. So... Uh, game Pass? Game Pass? No. <laughs> I think it was on Game Pass. Oh, shit. It be okay. on Game Pass now. So wait, what's it again? Uh, Senua's uh, Sacrifice. Senua's Sacrifice. Interesting game. Okay, uh, I'll check it Viking out. Viking setting. Um, play. Uh, f- uh, it's a female lead character. Oh, I did see the trailer for this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're they're coming that out with a second indie game that, that started out as an indie game. It, it, it and then eventually Microsoft, you know, put it on Game Pass. It, it did really well. Yeah, if you're bought out after making your first game. Then that indie game was an indie game, but you're an indie game developer working for a big corporation making your indie game. You don't have that limited budget and cr- time crunch that you do if you are that independent studio. That's where I feel there's a difference, and to like put everything under this big, oh well, we now have the Xbox version of indie game studios, and I'm like. No, that defeats the purpose of original idea because that's where what indie games really are. Your original thought actually making it into I mean, the video game. I think world. It, that's still possible, even if you're you are owned by someone big as Sony, as long as as Sony is hands off. It could, I think it could still go into the realm of indie. You know, with how many companies have we worked for? Have we seen that major corporations are hands off? <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong about that. But, you know, if they can, you know, if, if it's possible to do, you know, yeah, at least they'll get the funding for backing. That's fine. If, you know, if it stays true to what they wanted to develop, then, you know. True, true. Okay, so just to kind of put a wrap on this E3 topic, out of State of Play, out of Nintendo, and out of Xbox, what was your best? Um, I would, I mean... I'm trying to like the big thing I got from at least from PlayStation yeah. was Deathloop. Okay, yeah, so yeah, that's October. I, I saw, I saw, you know, the gameplay looks solid. It does. Uh, I mean, I played uh, their other games and I've enjoyed them, so that was good. Um, yeah, no, I mean, definitely for me, top still like I would say it's between Xbox and Nintendo. And what games are you waiting for? Um. Other I mean, than Horizon, <laughs> no, for me it is uh, Deathloop for sure. Um, I'm trying to think what from Xbox that got me really hyped. Really? Come on, Julio. I mean, it's I'm, fun. It's a good game. You're really not gonna say it. Which one? Halo. I've never been big Halo. on Halo. I've never it been looks big awesome. on Halo. And it looks good. But... What is Halo doing? Multiplayer is going to be free to everybody. Oh, if you don't right, own yeah. the game, you can still play multiplayer for free. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Mom, think about that. Like, you don't own the game, so you can't play the single-player storyline. But if you want to fight online with your friends, you can play the game for free. 
That's what Halo's doing with their next game. Julio, is it because it's a game that you're not into? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so even that's not going to excite him. Still, it's a huge game. He never has an Xbox. No. <laughs> it's the flagship of the Xbox. <laughs> no, well, for me, I don't see, I don't see it that way because played it on PC. That's where I got my experience with Halo. PC. Okay, okay, but sorry, but you you can't say it's not the flagship of the Xbox console since that was the game one launch day title that came out with the original Xbox. Are you sure about I'm that? I'm pretty I thought sure. It was PC first. No, no. Because I, I, no. uh, I don't think I, like I, I've played and rented on the Xbox. Yeah. Halo specifically was on PC. Nope. Like I done multi- That I was mean, the only we'll way I did multiplayer. After. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it came out on console first, then was ported to PC, and then multiple X X. Uh, like, uh, after that, then they made them simultaneously. Yeah. But then it was never made for PlayStation at this time. No. It's still not going to be made. It's no, still a console exclusive. It won't, it won't. Yeah, so it's not even going to be made for PlayStation. So that's why he's never played it, because he's only... <laughs> no, like I said, no, no, it's not on PC. PC, you know, yeah. Well, and see, here's the problem. Okay, out of all the PC shooters, it's not one of the best. For console shooters, it is one of the best. Console shooters? Console first person, close quarter. Like, the stages used to be mostly close quarter and, like... No, they had some big stages, but I, I like it for the close quarter combat. I like to use a rocket launcher, not to shoot, to bash people in the head with. That's all I ever do in that game. I jump at you and bash you in the head with a rocket launcher. I mean... It's fun. If we're saying FPS console, like that early, I'll have to go with Call of Duty. Fuck you. Early in the early oh. in the century. No, fuck you. Battlefield. Battlefield was out then too, and it was far superior. Battlefield 2 was one of the best games ever made. I never played the, any of the early entries of Battlefield. It was Call of Duty. Uh, yeah. I, okay, wait. Call, this of Duty, is when, Call of Duty 1 and 2 are you talking about? Not um, not, the, not after that with 3 and the garbage of splits of well, the studios no, and all that stuff? The, the, uh, def- I'm pretty sure I played Call of, yeah, the early Call of Duties, but uh, definitely uh, the original first Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, fuck that. That's no. before the I forget. That started all the twelve-year-olds being little kids. Well, no, bags. for me it was before the the switch to the other developer. They switched over developers. Yeah, uh, that's I, when I, I just dropped off. Okay. That see two. I'll give you two was good, but it like not Modern Warfare two, Call of Duty two, the second game ever made of that, that came out in two thousand four. Um. That was an okay single-player storyline. The multiplayer didn't really exist because people weren't playing it. Like, remember early 2000s, all the way... Like, even though Xbox had multiplayer games, other than Halo and stuff, and Battlefield, like, there wasn't... It wasn't about till Mech Warrior and stuff. Xbox 2. No, that was still Xbox, I mean, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly... Because, I mean, at that time, most of it was PC online game. People weren't yeah, the, playing... Yeah, no, I mean, truth be told, best FPS is on PC. Yeah, but over the years where it moved and switched to... Yeah, sorry, we're going on a tangent. No, I yeah. want to ask you something. What's up? So what about the people that played the Madden games, like the sports games? Where does that fit into the conversations you're having about the games from... Wait, like Call of Duty and Madden, I think, is that around the same time? Uh, Madden started way before. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the whole, like, what it was based on started, what, 1992, then John Madden started in 1993, oh my God. How do you have 94. 
Cause no, because yeah, it was I'm on impressed. the original Nintendo. Yeah. Oh, well, oh yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Sure. But when they actually started to call, it, that's when it was uh, Tecmo Football. But I think yeah, eventually John then, Madden was the '90s because that's when he stopped coaching and started becoming the announcer greatness. That's when I actually watched football. Okay. <laughs> so that's yeah. when he was the announcer greatness. He was. But I was kind of trying to see where those kind of things fit into this conversation. Well, sports. There's so many different facets within that. Like we're talking about first-person shooters, which is like Battlefield, Call yeah, of Duty, and no, all. No, no, I know. Uh, the sports genre is a whole nother thing. But that but was I mean, you were talking about the 2000s. So, but I mean, even Olsen, like my roommate Olsen, could get into like you don't get anything new with the sports. Like every five years or so, you'll get a jump in sports game technology and mm-hmm. like new physics, new ball mechanics, new uh, way to juke and all stuff thing. like that. Oh, no, no. But I, they no, don't update that. or change it. It's a re-release. It's a clone version of last year with new player new player numbers. I was just <laughs> wondering where that was in the spectrum of the, the years that you, that you were discussing. I mean, we see them in the EA plays and stuff like that, but it's really, oh, it's just another FIFA. It's like, yeah, like you were saying, there, there's a new Final Fantasy, but at least there's a new story for that. There's just another FIFA. There's just another. Do they at least update the players? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's all you get. Like the the, okay. the only reason my roommate buys it is for an updated roster. Okay, that's it. That's that's yeah, but that, so, that's important to yeah, to athletes. But so that way I you mean, don't to, have to make to sports fans. But I, I mean, I know people that will just keep the old version. Of, like they don't make NCAA football anymore. It's just not made. So they have the last version of NCAA football and keep updating themselves, creating. The oh. entire players of the new season coming out on all the teams, so that way they can be drafted properly and they can play the teams with the current rosters. I'm like, that's too much time on your hands. That's okay. just all way right. too much yeah. time on your hands. I just was wondering where that was in the spectrum of it all. Uh, you didn't say Horizon at all, Julio. Like you don't, look, you're not looking forward to it. Um, no. I mean, I haven't seen much from Horizon, so. Well, that that we know that's coming out before uh, God of War. That God of War has been pushed for Horizon yeah. to have an earlier release date of this year. So I can't wait. Like, oh the, yeah, no, for sure. I'm like one of the things. Yeah, definitely looking forward to, but not something I'm rushing to buy. Horizon Forbidden Wilds, right? Uh, I think it's like Forbidden West. Right? Forbidden because, West. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, because yeah, I like. Horizon Zero Dawn was the best game on PlayStation 4, hands down, because it really pushed the graphics of the console, the story was amazing, and the mechanics of the game, some of them were new, but yeah. intriguing. So I have to say, hands down, best console, best game of that console, maybe of the generation, really. Um, so I, I'm, I, I'm obviously not Obviously, a difference of opinion on that. God of War? Yeah. Okay. It, throw out God of War. I can't throw it out. Okay, if I you do, though, it. if it do, would it be Horizon? I don't know. I mean, it, it would... I oh, would've... Ghost of Tsushima. Stuff towards the end really did start pushing the console. Well, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, it's Ghost of Tsushima, but not only that, uh, Spider-Man. Was I don't... It? Miles Morales? No. No. Uh, the one before Miles Morales. It was good, but it didn't look as good as Horizon. That's tough to say, because the environment's different for both. True, city to nature. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, I mean, I think what I've seen from E3, I'm, like you said, lackluster. Not very excited about the whole thing. Yeah, So, not But much. looking forward to a couple hidden gems or key gems for the next year or so. And 
just kind of glad we're past the Avengers and other games that didn't even fucking work properly of the past year. Oh, yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, yeah, Avengers, I don't see it. I know the next one is Wakanda Forever. Okay, again, I've said this on, this is the third podcast I've said this on. Some games are not built to last for four years. You say that, but there are games that can pull it off. Though, okay, it's like, um... I mean, and if I they think can pull it off, they can. No, no, no. It should, I mean... No, if you can pull it off, you can, but it's like a, a viral video. You're not going to make it. It's only going to go viral if it goes viral. So only if people really, like Overwatch, people just fucking love that stupid game for some reason. But it's still going. No, it's still going. I mean, obviously they're making the second one. Um, Eventually? <laughs> I mean, uh, it's been ten years since the last one now. Yeah, almost. but you know, they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're doing the second one. But yeah, I mean, look at a uh, uh, GTA. That's yeah, still going. Once again, there's a few that have really hit people a certain way. You, I mean, let's be real. You can't. Do, make did a you viral really video. expect GTA to last this long? Yeah. No. Okay. First I, I was, of all, I was expecting on. a new entry. Hold on. The original game is dead. That hasn't been made since 2. So GTA 3's version to bring people in to just beat up hookers and make money every way you can? Yes. Yes. That'll be around forever. Till people don't want to beat Not up hookers three. and make money every way Not they three. can. Like 6, yes. <laughs> like, they, they, you know, they keep, re they keep releasing stuff and people are coming back to it. Okay, actually, on that and, road, Well, okay. it's funny because I guess... A, a big factor of that is definitely Twitch. Yeah. So, but this it's a combination. They of added Tron. <laughs> the Tron levels they added, where I saw from the commercial, is nothing new. Those are the Tron levels from the Tron Evolution game that came out six years ago now, that I played the fuck out of, oh. that I loved those levels. As soon as I saw the commercials, I'm like, that's the underground level. That's just like, they didn't make anything new for it. They copied the existing Tron levels. Yeah, I mean, and it still sells. Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. I so get you. It can happen. It can happen with Avengers if somehow I don't know what changes they need to make. But yeah, if they want Avengers to last long, yeah, the changes are gonna have to be made. True. I am awed at the level of of information you both have on all of these video games and the history and the dates that you have. I'm just very odd about this. Odd about it? Odd. Like odd, yes. odd, odd, odd. I thought it was O-D-D and no, not No, you guys are pulling me, like I'm listening to you and the level of information you have, the intensity of it, the history of it, the depth of it is just amazing. Oh, and Julio's not even drinking because if we get him to some point with this and he gets really <laughs> passionate, then we get to, no, 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 Keith, let me tell you. <laughs> that is just wonderful. Uh, actually, I was going to come back to you now, Mom, for a second. Um... This is another question that I throw out there, and it doesn't always relate to what people normally think of Geeky. So there's something we're all passionate about that we dive into and really know a lot about. That's what makes you geeky. So what is something oh. that makes you geeky? Oh my gosh, my passion is teaching. Okay. Like, and so, can I, before I answer that, can I just say? Well, oh, with, uh, yeah, answer that, and then Julio, do you have any questions to feed onto that? Oh Honestly, uh, I mean, well, I'm let me finish what you were saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just had to say, and you're going to hate me for going back on this. What? 
But you talk, don't mind this. Okay. But I want to give a quick plug to this. Okay. Clue, the clue game that he talked about before, he forgot to let you know that the night before when he wasn't there. Yeah. My granddaughter, his niece, Lily, at yeah. age five and a half, won the game. That happens. That was amazing. Random no, first she's time, playing. Random first time players Matt and win all the time. playing it's mom fine. and dad and grandma. <laughs> so, there's random. Oh, she's been playing a lot. Okay. But a five-year-old beat all of us adults. Anyway. Okay, so yes, <laughs> teaching is my passion. I I just want to give a background. I've taught swimming for forty four years every summer. I taught Sunday school for thirteen years in church, and then I taught public school. I'm still teaching for thirty one years. Let's roll back. So you taught swimming for the American Red Cross. You mean? Yeah. And I t- and yeah. how have you taught swimming? Okay, so first of all, I worked for the Red Cross in Central Florida on the Water Safety Committee for 10 years and helped write the infant preschool program and work on it with the Central Florida Committee for those children. I have um, done various volunteers. I was actually the Red Cross Volunteer of the Year one year, and I've done. I've been a traveling private swim instructor all of these years. That's what I was kind of getting at. So yeah, like you've taught. I work. Most, I did yeah. work for the city of Orlando for a couple of years, but um, all these years I've done that. And then a public school teacher in Orange County, Florida. At many different schools. At many different schools for thirty-one years. With how many years? Oh, oh, great. Which different grade levels in which year? Okay. Uh, I started out in fifth grade. Then I did Title I reading to first and second graders. Then I went to first grade one year. Then I did second grade for two years. Then fourth grade for 10 years. Fifth grade for five years or six years. Then back to fourth grade. I'm back in fourth grade. I teach just reading and writing. Absolutely passionate about what I do. Have you primarily taught reading and writing or you taught math at some No, point? I taught all subjects and just four years ago they put me in just reading and writing and I thought I'd miss everything else, but I really love teaching writing to kids. Okay. And um, I know you didn't like teaching math, so Well no, you know what, but I loved when I did that because I used to be have like I used to have a great time with that. Okay. But the funny thing is that I'm severely like I'm seriously dyslexic. And I was a straight C kid in school having trouble learning and writing. And here I am. I have a master's degree. I worked my butt off to get through college because I had trouble with all of it. And I am teaching reading and writing for all these years. So it's kind of crazy. So how is it for this past year teaching online? You're going to laugh at this, guys, because... I had one Wait, of the are best you asking years. about uh, in school or swimming? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, honestly. I would love to see swimming lessons online. No, stroke that way. Okay. Okay. Come on, I'm pretty sure you can find it online. Um, actually, you can, because you can do videos and tell them. You, oh, yeah? Yes. Really? Oh, because they do music lessons online. You can absolutely do that online. So Did you on. think about doing that, Mom? No, I okay. don't want to, because I love everything in person. Oh, gosh. But anyhow... Um, I just moved to a different school this year, and I needed a change from the previous school. As, a, as an educator, those educators out there, you know what I mean. When you need a change, you know exactly what I mean. I think so, most people know what you mean. Yeah. When you need a change, sometimes you yeah. just need mm-hmm. to get the, out of there. Yep. So, the school I landed Ooh, in... You know what that means. <laughs> ...made me so happy that I had the best experience in the wildest school year ever. Yes. It was very, very challenging. We started the year nine days online, and then I did virtual classes to my students through October and didn't have any students face-to-face until October. 
In a program owned by Amazon. Uh, oh my gosh! In, in, a, in one of the platforms that we were working with, yes, our big blue button platform, I think it was. But um, I actually had a great time teaching all of it. I just, I'm very, I'm very vocal. I'm very animated, so I kept my students engaged any way I could. I turned Fridays into Fun Fridays, so we had Poetry Day, Show and Tell Day, everything that I could think of just to make them interested. And I also delivered material, had them come to school to pick up materials so they'd have some hands-on materials at home because I made 40 notebooks for the children and had all kinds of things in the notebooks so they'd have things to do. So to give a little backstory with that too, is as growing up as her oldest son, I was taken to help set up her classrooms and move her classrooms and rearrange her classrooms and to hold kids' hands for swimming and hold boards for swimming and show kids how to properly swim and be a dummy for her to practice on. So I've been there for a lot of this. <laughs> and she's gone through a few different choice schools. I don't know the proper terminology to use. What, what, what would you call? Uh... Schools with children from challenging backgrounds. So what would you call that, Julio? <laughs> what is the proper uh, term to use today? Shit. There was a term for this, but I forgot it. Oh, yeah. There was. You can jump in later on. Okay. That's fine. So, yeah, like, I, I've seen mom go, which the crazy thing is, like, most of those kids at those schools were some of your most bright, like, hopeful children. And then, like, the schools where it's, like, pampered and nicer and all that, they're just like, oh, we're here. And it's like, damn, you guys suck. <laughs> so... You know what? I've always, I've always done. I've noticed this as a swimming instructor because when you teach school, you teach like all year long, and then you have the summer off. And then when I start teaching swimming, I'll get some kids that just really don't have the best attitude. Yeah. As far as they're a little spoiled, and I'm just grateful to be in a school that has kids that have somewhat of a challenging background. Because I feel like they care a little bit more. So then what was and, your best yeah. swimming teaching teaching experience for swimming and worst? I think well, I know one you of know them, what? So. I have I uh, got a phone call once. Uh, what this is one of my I, okay. Um, I got a phone call about a student that was blind, and then when I got there, I found out that he was blind and had other physical ailments. Uh, just a lot of them and then he turned out to be honestly one of the most fun and best swim students I really I thought this was going bad this is, I'm glad it went oh, no. wrong this I was, was about to be like oh we're gonna have to cut this absolutely like, <laughs> I actually went to, I, I wound up I taught him for about seven or eight years and I wound up uh, going to his 30th birthday party a few years ago because I still keep in touch with the family. That's something about me. I yeah. keep in touch with all of my families. I did an, an, from school teaching to oh my gosh, I did an NPR Story Corps with one of my students. So yeah, like, like, yeah. I'm, I honestly cannot go somewhere in Orlando with my mom where we do not run into one of her previous students to where someone goes, Miss Evans, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's happening again, like. <laughs> I that like I know I'm sounding like that's a bad thing. That's a great thing. Like I love it. Uh, I, I love think it. my uh, roommate put it best last night when we were talking with my mom. Is uh, modern teachers of our generation scare us because mom comes from a generation of educators 
that don't exist today. They are just teachers that read from books. <laughs> so, and I like the way you broke it down with, you know, um, and this is what some of my best teachers did. That's how I learned with, I'm going to lay out all the information for you. Information too being the key point there and let you discern what is the fact. Okay, so the example I gave you last night was when I was teaching math. Yeah, and, true, true. Uh, yeah, yeah. They change the math a lot these days. And so, for example, division, there's five different ways it was supposed to teach the children division. So one thing I would say to them is, okay, to, you know, I'm going to teach you division. You pick the way that's good for you. So that was one thing about the division. Yeah. The other thing is each day that I started a math lesson or each week, I go, okay, this week we're going to be learning about this subject. This subject you need to know because you're going to be tested on it, so pay attention. But you're never going to use it in your lifetime. Or the next week, we're going to learn about this subject. You'll never, ever use it. So just, you know, I got to teach it to you anyway. Sorry about that. And then the following week, I would say, I am teaching you something that not only do you need to know for your test, you're going to need this through every single day of your life until you die because it relates to every career, every topic, and everything you do in life. So I wanted the like kids money. to know. <laughs> and money, measurement, like yeah, there's yeah, so yeah, many yeah. I'm talking about. And then when I got to measurement, I'm like, are you going to be an architect? Are you going to do this in the kitchen? You, like I gave them ways to use what they're learning. And like it, like yes. Just going back, educator. Do, do you feel like there's a difference, Leo? Like, no, there, I, there is. I mean... Uh, it's funny because for me, education was different. Um, math was easy for me. I just took to it. But then when it came to anything involving with computers, I learned a little more quickly. Okay. Uh, uh, wait, I want to ask you something on that real quick before you get into the computer subject. Um, out of the four, bas- uh, four basic uh, math, English, science, history, what are your two? Because usually people are only two and four. Uh, math, I, I, I think of the others, I was just, so English was an interesting one because uh, starting off, like, at least from what my mother tell, told me, like, all we knew was Spanish and it wasn't until we hit kindergarten when we started to learn English. Oh, so it was like a forced learn. Pretty much. Wow. Okay. So. Now how that, like, how that affect you? I mean. Do you think that's what made you a little quieter, maybe? Because you didn't know how to talk to people? I, I would assume so, you know. Um, but, I mean, eventually I, I, I was able to pick up on it. I mean, because I did fine in, like, first grade and up. Uh, but, yeah, I... I but, well, and we come from a generation that they would fail us, too. So, yeah, apparently you did do fine. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I was fine with, with most subjects except for... Like anything related to science, I struggled there. Um, but yeah, I excelled on I, I math, uh, spelling. I was actually pretty good. I've been so to it sounds a, like math and English. Those a, are, yeah, yeah. Uh, because yeah, I, I've been to uh, spelling bees. We're the opposite. I'm history and science. <laughs> and I, as a teacher, still can't spell. <laughs> So the person who had to learn oh English, wait, so the I'm person so who had to like, learn so English impressed. in elementary so school in kindergarten actually yeah. is the one who's the best speller. Oh, like, yeah, I remember one of my spelling That's bees. Great. I came in second. He went. I was a spelling bee for God's sake. Yeah. One second oh, yeah. place. Yeah. Well, we, so, we're dyslexic, mom. We're never yes. going to make it. Oh my God, it's fine. <laughs> and then maybe it wasn't until third or fourth where I got introduced to computers. 
And then from there, it just learning like. Oh yeah, you're a little younger than me. Yeah. Sorry. So give me a year. Uh, let me see. That would That's be. Interesting. 88, 89 is first grade, so maybe 92, 93. When I was getting into computers in, uh, in the middle school, starting of high school. So, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So, yeah. That, Did, that's, uh, were you here in California still? Or? Yeah, okay. I was here. Okay. Uh, living in L.A. Uh, at first, it started out in private school. Um, but, yeah, like it was like third or fourth where yeah introduction to using a computer okay um from there learning like uh, spelling that that was a big one learning spelling there as well uh i know i remember there were, they had like some sort of like you know education software for us to use and that that was like on and off throughout my years there um yeah it's funny because i did it a lot here in la compared to florida I was about to ask you that. Like, what was the switch from elementary and middle school to high school in Florida? Yeah, in Florida, I didn't use a lot much computers. Once in a while, compared to LA, uh, I think it was a weekly thing. You know, we'd go to the computer lab and do, you know, whatever assignments they gave us. Well, because not a lot of, like, Orlando had magnet programs then. But not many other... You know what? I started teaching in 90, and my first school didn't have it. My second school, my third school, I remember the computer lab in my third school and not even the first year of it. So that's 96 around, around 96 or so. Okay. You know, 95, yeah, 96, yeah, yeah, yeah. 97 maybe. Orange Center, Hummer, Well, I was around, like, my middle school Bridge Park. Was... Probably around 95, 96. We had the computers in the library... But no, I mean, when, we, when I went to Union Park Mill, that's when I had word processing and we were learning how to type on a yeah. computer. So that's when I really started. But No, it's funny because it was, I don't know what grade, I know it was between one and fifth grade where I had to use a typewriter. Uh, I think the main reason I was using one, because I got in trouble and I had to type out something to the teacher. But yeah, uh, you had to type on a typewriter to the teacher? Yeah. Um, like, we had a typewriter at home. And I remember I had to use it for, you know, I had to Apo- type something Like, out. apology note? Pretty much. Oh, it was like, well... Because I, I, I still well, have I remember, kids write them, even though they can type. No, no, still no it, it was like, you did something, and then, you know, and you would have to write this over on the chalkboard, like, blah, blah, doing something uh-huh. you did, you know, you would... Repeat that on the chalkboard. Oh gosh! For us, it was actually doing. We we would have to type that up on a typewriter. Like I will not blah blah blah. Oh. And we have to repeat that. I forget how many typing. Words. I have never to this. I've made people write that on paper for me in in so, the past. So you basically but. had to Bart Simpson it on a computer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much. So yeah, I early introduction to using a typewriter and getting it to work and stuff and I mean that was like the earliest when dealing with technology and then I know my parents bought some stuff um, god I don't remember what it was but it, uh, it was like like our for me and my brother you know an introduction to uh, technology was very important so that helped us out I mean as you can see especially for my brothers 
the work yeah, especially with, with what you both do. Technology yeah. is very important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. so, and what, what I do. So, yeah, like, yeah technolo- so, yeah. technology is oh, Those early years, yeah. So, like, to get back to you real quick, Mom, with being a teacher, being a swim instructor, doing it for that long, I know you worked at HRS and all that before. What was your true drive to move into being an educator? A kind of funny story. I was uh, honestly, like, being a teacher, correct? Yeah. So, I was teaching swimming to uh, somebody I work with at H- in my HRS office. There were a bunch of Boy Scouts. There well, bunch- sorry, let me stop that real quick. With the swimming, it was just because you had a, you loved swimming. Oh my so. gosh, as a little girl, I fell in love with swimming the moment I got in the pool. And then you and had I used us, to so admire wanted- the no, no, swim. No, you started teaching before. I started teaching before, before you were me. born. Yeah, so. You were my first infant that I put in the pool. So then what, what was the catalyst for you to begin teaching swimming? Oh my gosh, I used to watch the lifeguards there and that's all I ever wanted to be. Like so, I wanted but to not do just that. the lifeguard, because lifeguard no, but just I mean, sits the there lifeguard, and goes, hey, stop No, no, no. Yeah. All the swim instructors were lifeguards, like, back then. Like, oh, I, I was oh. a lifeguard swim instructor. Did you know that, Leo? I don't... I, I mean, I I think. I mean, I, I, I thought th- they were. I don't think so. Like, I think the first job I had, I worked lifeguards. at a day camp, and I was a lifeguard swim instructor. And then in college, you know, you're right, because in college, I was a lifeguard, but then I did, pri- that's when I started my private swimming lessons because people told me, you know, you could be doing private swim lessons, swim lessons here. Ah. So I started my swim lessons there. That's funny. That I, yeah, I started that private swim lesson career there. But my teaching school wound up during a swim lesson. I was in Winter, in Winter Park, just in Florida. I had a bunch of, uh, the moms were sitting on the back on the patio drinking the mimosas or talking, whatever. They're chatting and they were watching me teach swimming. Yeah. And when I got done, they went, Oh my God! You got those boys. They, they listen to you. They all behaved. Why aren't you a teacher? And I said, No, no, I am. I'm a Sunday school teacher. I'm a swimming teacher. They go, No, why aren't you a teacher? Teacher. I forgot. Yeah. And I wound up working full time and going back to school full time to become a teacher. And then walked into the classroom and never turned back. And you've been an educator ever since. Ever since. Mm-hmm. And that's where I've heard Miss Lisa, Miss Lisa, Miss, Miss Evans, Lee, yeah. Miss Evans, Miss yep. Evans, Miss Evans, everywhere yep. since then. So yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, some of it was from swimming. So, uh, but so, what was your? You gave us your best swimming experience from a little blind boy that I thought I was gonna have to cut. Uh, what was your worst swimming? So you I think I, this is the one I thought I knew, but I, I, I gotta hear the is. one you thought you knew because okay. I uh, I had broken my finger once and I had a splint on it and I went to a little girl's house. She was about five years old. And I got in the pool. Her mother happened to be sitting right at the edge of the pool watching the entire lesson. Yeah. Never once to open her mouth and to take care of her child. Yeah. So I'm in the pool with the child and she didn't like what we were doing. So the little girl took my broken finger and twisted it. Oh, shit. (laughs) And oh, shit is right. It hurt. Yeah. And I looked at her and I said, that's broken. I told you that before the lesson started. I specifically said, this is broken. Don't touch it. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. And then... Um, make a long story short, she did it again, and I said, one more time, and you're going to have consequences. I made that clear to her and her mother, right there. <laughs> and she decided to do it number three. Uh, so I took uh, her and dropped uh, her in the middle of the pool. Yeah, I was about to say, pause that real quick, because uh, this is my mom. If she gives you a one, two, three count, you're you done. better fucking listen, because, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I dropped her in the middle of the pool. Okay. And she sputtered and she swallowed. And after I noticed she swallowed Scared enough, her a little bit. grabbed her back up and said, do you want to do this again? Now, I will tell you, when I came back tough the love. next day, she came down the stairs and stuck her tongue out at me. And I got in the pool and I said, 
you just try me. <laughs> so that was over. So what, um, but there have been several over the years, but which one are you thinking the of? The police officer. Okay, that was not a swimming lesson. That, <laughs> that's you, actually you, a sad thing. Will that's, you share that's it? Not, this is not a good don't, story. No, no names. Just no, no, no. I'm not brief, because I don't share, even remember. Share the story. Um, there was somebody that asked me to help someone who happened to be a police officer. Um, he needed to pass a swimming test to be the officer, the police officer. And you know, Orlando, you know, you know, yeah, you're in case you stop at a lake some and somebody's drowning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said, I would work with him. You know, he could pay me to do swim lessons. I said, but I want to give you one free lesson to try this. Because mom takes everybody of all ages. But I take she, everything and She anything. judges, like, not judges. She gauges somebody before she ever takes a lesson with somebody. Well, uh-huh. I mean. Uh, Especially certain. Cert, well, cert, well cert. actually, I don't, I, I'll take a lesson for anyone. But for this person, I wanted to give them You've one done free that lesson. You've a couple other people, I have, though, absolutely. Just to make sure I, that you're going to be able, on both sides, if it's going to work for them. 98% and it's work of the for time, you. it's not me. It's, is it going to work for them? Agreed. Because agreed. it'll work for me no matter what, because I can, I could do it. Yeah. Anyway. But, and so, no I, money, money, so money. I get the guy in the pool, and he is like 100% muscle. And I'm like, okay. And there are people called sinkers, which means if you stop moving within Honestly, five seconds you could be the bottom of ten feet. I had a, I had a lifeguard in college. They can't that. float. They cannot float. It's very no. They cannot float without doing some type of movement. Gotcha. And so I found out he was a sinker immediately because we did. You know, I do a couple little tests, and I said, okay, there's certain ways I have to teach you and everything like that. Well, we just had one practice lesson. He absolutely was a sinker. He did not know how to swim. Sorry, I just want to... So, with sinkers, some of the... Can we just go over what a lesson would be? Because I want to see from what I remember. Okay, so, so if you that, are a sinker, you're going to take your hands... Actually, anyone that does a back float from now on, instead yeah. of putting your hands out to the side, you, every single person for the rest of your life, this is the new back float. Take your hands and put them directly over your head and kind of bend your, your palms into over your head. Like you're going to relax and put your like arms you're gonna, behind your head. Right, exactly. Okay, okay. That lifts your chest out of the water. That's number one. So that gives you oh, some Oh, yeah, because that naturally buoyancy. pushes That you. naturally okay. pushes hmm. your chest up. Also, you always keep your chin up unless you like water shoved up your nose. So just keep your chin up, okay? okay. Now you've got your hands over your head. You can do little movements with your hands over your head to keep that part afloat if you're a sinker. The next like thing is little keep your butt up. Any guy that's ever peed knows to push your butt cheeks together and pee. Same kind of movement that you do, okay? So you keep your butt up. and then forward thrust. Right, forward thrust. Then you can (laughs) take your legs and you can bend at the knee and let your feet drop down because most people know that their feet pull them down. If you bend your knees and let your feet drop down, you can actually kick your feet in the water a little bit to help you out if you're a sinker. That oh. will give you two motions, your hand motion and your feet now, as a continuous motion. does that motion. actually cause you to float like a floater? Or... That will help you to float, yes. Okay, good to know. Because good if you're know. a sinker, if the, minute, the minute you stop doing that, you're in the bottom. You're in the bottom. Now, do sinkers come in all sizes? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. so anyone could be a the sinker. The two sinkers that I've met that have been, you know, honestly, five seconds to the bottom of ten feet yeah. have been men and... Like Not, skinny like me? No. Um, one was the muscular, it was a short, muscular policeman. And the other one was just a normal, normal-sized guy. Like, you know, nothing. But as soon as he get like, boop. Yep. Damn. Yeah, that okay. happens. But but there are, yeah, honestly, I hate to say this, women, I'm so sorry. 
They say that women have an extra layer of body fat, and that's what helps them float. Okay, I said. <laughs> it's called boobs. It's nope. fine. No. <laughs> uh, it's called boobs and big booty. That's anyway. what you float with. So uh, all teaching is my passion. With uh, To keep on a swimming topic real quick, we're already over an hour, but whatever. I'm fine with that. We've gone almost two hours on some of these. And with the uh, panel, we did almost two hours. Uh, yeah, uh, but And we're actually getting some juicy stuff now. Uh, so... <laughs> With swimming, what is one thing everyone should know? As a teacher of swimming, what is one thing everyone should know about swimming? Well, first of all, um, absolutely never enlightening because I've had people that... Yeah, that's just dumb. That makes no sense. I've taught people and I said, <laughs> we're canceling play- the lesson today because it's lightning. And she goes, okay, go play on the playground in the metal park or go ahead and get in the pool anyway. The teacher's leaving. No, get out of the water. Yeah, that's just dumb. that's that's just number one. I just want to make that clear because I had a yeah yeah okay. Um, number two, please start slowly in shallow water, practicing everything in shallow water where you can stand so you feel comfortable, and you're never doing it without a buddy. Meaning there's an adult watching you. You want to have somebody around you that knows how to save you in case you slip and fall under. Because if not, that's called a double drowning where two people drown and I know of those situations which are sad. Okay? And the other thing is... So, fu- okay, wait. I, I need to time out there real mm-hmm. quick. So, before you get into that situation with that person, that person 100% needs to know how to save a drowning person is what you're saying. They either have to know how to save a drowning person or know how to call for help and throw something to the person to gotcha. help them. Have a life vest right because there. Because you yeah. don't ever want to... It's throw, row, toe, then go. Slower. Throw. Throw Slower. them something to grab onto. Row. If you're in a boat, you can row out to them or give them an oar. Toe. If you can get something around them like a life a preserver or you know that has the rope you device, can yeah. tow them in by pulling them in mm-hmm. you can either lie on the flat down all the way flat down throw a towel out to them and have them grab it or put your arm out and pull them in the minute you get in is a double drowning situation i have to ask a hypothetical now so out on the boat with the friends the sinker falls in and he's now away from the boat. You jump in to help him. How are you that helping That didn't happen because everybody has a life jacket. And that's the <laughs> end of that. If you have a dang sinker, don't you go out without a life jacket around your body. And you always go out. You got two people on the boat. There are two life jackets. And the non-swimmers, even the swimmers, so have them what on, she's really non-swimmers, If you're listening to this, what she's saying there is that's a serious thing. So make sure you know. If you are a sinker... Fucking life vest at all times when you're on water. All time. Period. No, it's not. It's not I that, think that's a big takeaway. Honestly, so. <laughs> it's not even that if you're a sinker. All swimmers. I am a swim instructor. I am a, I've been a lifeguard. I'm a great swimmer. If I got knocked out of a boat and knocked my head, no matter how great you can have an Olympic swimmer, they're going to sink. Yeah, but people like so, to party and look cool. They can't wear that life okay, vest. Okay, here's the thing. Have it. You ain't about life vest life. Come on. You got uh, like, You know what? I got to be honest with you. Have one in the boat. Because if you're not, it, like me if you're not swimmer, wearing it, you can at least throw it to somebody. Yeah. No. Well, you can grab it as you're going under. True, and when true. your boat flips over, it's going to float. Grab it. Okay. Um, and I, I wanted to ask another question. 
uh, with teaching. So over the years, and we've seen it, it used to be parents and teachers versus the community with like, you know, parent-teacher programs and stuff like that. Now it's really parents versus teachers versus the community in a three-way battle. As a teacher, what would you say to any other educator or teacher that's in this current climate? Okay, so I want to say one thing. Out of all these years of teaching, and I taught in some very rough schools, I want you to remember that there is at least one if not multiple, socially redeeming children in your classroom that are gonna make the world a better place. And that is the one thing that has kept me going all of these years. And I have had years where I had knives pulled on, pulled in the classroom, I've had stuff happen. I'm like, how do three girls come with kitchen knives and that's not an issue? That's a problem when they have giant steak knives with them, okay? But, yeah, their parents didn't check that as they left the house. But I can like, even tell you the kid's name that was in the class that don't. was wonderful. No, but yeah, I'm saying okay. there was there was there was at least one kid that year that was great. I've had kids spitting at spitting at me and cursing at me and, and kicking me and doing stuff. But there was at least one kid that's going to be fantastic. And I always tell the kids, no matter what they're going through in life, no matter how horrible they are, that I believe in them no matter what. I will never give up on them. And they could choose because they're in this country. They could choose who they want to be with hard work. So don't give up. Thank you. Uh, and I think that's what makes you a great educator and why your kids walk up to you afterwards and know you for the rest of your life. Uh, one other thing I did want to get into real quick is also um, your willingness to go above and beyond to save people in need. Uh, I've seen that in grocery store parking lots with people collapsing, uh, malls with a little kid scraping his knee, to at our sister, my sister's wedding, a overturned dump truck, to my mom jumping out in her full dress to make sure nobody moves the guy's head till the ambulance comes. Running through all the falling over dirt and everything. Didn't even stop it, didn't even stop. Didn't even wait for the car to stop. Sorry. So where the fuck does that come from? Um, (laughs) I don't know. I honestly don't know where that comes from. I just know I've always been that person. Um, I really, I I couldn't even tell you where that comes from. But I do, I do want to tell you this. The thought of people standing around and watching something happen and not getting off their ass to help is beyond me. But I gotta gram it. Like it has to go on YouTube first. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm so kidding, Mom. So I'm so kidding. That's Don't, so fucked no, up. So put the phone down and go help. But um, no, if I if I see something going on, I've got to just I just do it. Like I just I don't. Your instant action. Yeah. Like, like there's no like oh there's I, no qualms about it. No what if or good Samaritan no. law in this state or like oh no no, no I do no but I, I do tell them like when I come upon a scene I go I'm trained in first aid CPR I'm not a doctor or nurse I'm gonna do the best I can to help you and then I just go into my mode and take care of it even if they're unconscious you got to keep talking through that because they might wake up. Do you think it's because you have all that training and backing that it might be some of that? I, you know what? I just, I just took my online first aid and CPR course and that was year 44. <laughs> I have done this and some of them are two year shirts. So I must say 
38 years of doing these courses, True. I feel very qualified yeah, to yeah, do this. Yeah. I've also been doing this, like, you know, when you have a baby at home and your kid starts choking, you go, oh, thank God I took all this training, but you pull them out you, and you save them. I had to do that with your brother with a butterscotch candy, not a good thing. Yeah. But, but you just, and the I have, jam that I, I don't, I don't, and um, my foot as a kid. And I just like, always yeah. been a responder. Like, I don't think twice. I just do it. You jump right in. It, it's, it's really remarkable. I wish I was more of that. I, I do have the what if factor, but then it goes, Hey Keith, look at your mom. And then, then and, I go into action. And so. I will tell you something that day that you were a little boy and we were in that, that, that Winn-Dixie parking lot. Yeah. And that guy was having a convulsion in the middle of the parking yeah. lot and his girlfriend was standing over him smoking a cigarette and his head was banging against the shopping cart. I walked up and I said, Keith, you make the phone call, Matthew, get your sister, Pam, hold her hand, get the blanket out of the car. Yeah. And then action. I looked over to her and I said, Back off, do this, and everybody listens because you take charge and tell them what to do, and you make sure the situation is taken care of. Which I love that, Mom. Like, it's really amazing that you do that. And it's and amazing that everybody knows to get away from me and do it. Any questions from Julio? No questions, but you know this has been very uh, enlightening. Informative? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I think we started off light because I wanted to cover some of the geeky stuff that we were talking about at the beginning, but then I was like, wait, no, mom is here. Yeah. We need no. to talk a little bit about her oh, education sure, yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, what we usually do towards the end of the podcast is just also say is one thing that you'd like to share with the audience about yourself that you normally wouldn't, or but you do want there to be people to know out there. I have three children, and actually, turn out, I have five. So Keith is my oldest. You already know him because he's awesome. I don't shut up. And <laughs> No, but he's awesome. And I'm very proud of all of my children. Then I have my son, Matthew. Who made the images on the website and the original image for Kind of Geeky. And he's an amazing artist and a phenomenal father. Then I have my daughter-in-law, Gina, who is absolutely wonderful, talented young lady. Stepsister from another mother. Or stepdaughter from another. Step, or step, yeah, but <laughs> I, I can't even say it. It's right. She's, she's my daughter-in-law, yeah. but she's my daughter. And she's my sister and from another what, mother. what a mother and what yeah. a hard worker. She's a very talented she's awesome. lady. Then I have my daughter, Pam, who my actually helped me be health, so much healthier in life. When I got divorced, unfortunately, the second time, moved in with her. She changed the way I eat, the way I think about my diet. My health has improved because of her. And showed us some really beautiful mountains in this country. Yes, yes. But she's also just changed so much about who I am on my social justice platforms. So I've got to thank her for that. She met the most remarkable man, Roger, who her husband is. And I have to say, both Matt and Pam have the most wonderful spouses. So I have five children now. And the one thing you need to know is my children are the most important thing in my life. And now with and all now that my information, everyone is able to find you online and know exactly where you live. Thank you for sharing that, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, I ta- I've talked about them previously. I <laughs> never given my address out to anyone, but you can find me on Instagram. For, never mind. We'll go into that more. Like, that's why Julio laughed. <laughs> uh, Julio, since we're getting towards the end of this podcast and it has been four months, anything you'd like to talk about? We will I have mean, a full more, like when all the game yeah, stuff is done. So, I mean, no, no, there is a lot to talk about. I mean, honestly, I I should have taken uh, notes because I know there's some things I've missed uh, bringing up. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out in the next one. Well, like, I mean, kind of like I started off, COVID's not over, but it's not. all no. three of us are vaccinated. Yeah. Some stuff is kind of opening. We can actually meet up now to record podcasts. So 
the interviews aren't happening as much other than my mom here tonight. So, but she's luckily in town right now. And it's just like, I was thinking about it for a while. I was like, will this ever happen? And yeah, it did. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, we're, it's been what, what, four months, you said? Four months. Yeah, we're back but, I mean, at it now. You got to think, though, like, even the ones before that was me, you, me, you, me, you, fully, me, you, fully, which fully was the interview two years ago. But he sat in as, like, hostfuls with me and you yeah. just to talk, especially talking about Black Lives Matter and other topics that were going on last year. Like, that was kind of important. So. No, yeah, no, for sure. Which is going on forever. Uh, gonna it's continue. not, yeah, no, no, no. Like, Black Lives Matter needs to go on forever until we t- defund the police or and, and complete more in social justices in this country and realize that there is systemic racism in this country Absolutely. and work on it. <laughs> but that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> and, nother... and by the way, it's so good to see Julio. I yeah. love seeing, like, I've known Julio for a long time now. Yeah. Yeah. I come down here to visit you. Well, I and... mean, what was it? Like, we were looking up your your uh, your LinkedIn experience for Kind of Geeky. You've been that's with right. Kind of uh... Geeky. Wow, you forgot now. I thought it was four years, six months. No, it was longer than that now. No, I think you might be right. Yeah. Roughly around there. So seven years, Kind of Geeky has been around. Four years, Julio has been on since about episode 46. We're at 123 now. So uh, like, yeah, it's been, yeah. it's been a good crawl. Oh yeah, no, for and sure. And I've known you since about 2015, so it was six years. Yeah. And who, like, I was going through that with a bunch of people recently. So thank you for contributing to this, Julio. We'll definitely come back and record more. Thank you again, Mom, for being on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Again, where can people find you on Instagram? Swim Forever 88. So swim, the number four, ever, eight, eight. Yep. So, and that's how you can find her and like her stuff. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. And if you have any questions, you know, you can always comment on the website or to me directly. Uh, I will be back in less than four months for the next update. Uh, <laughs> Everyone stay safe. Yes, Mom? I'll be around December. Maybe I'll... We'll have a many podcasts before then, hopefully. No, maybe I'll jump in. Oh, true. Well, we'll, there might be a convention, hopefully, in December that we can go to and get a convention podcast going, but... Yeah, a lot of things to figure out. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Give and take. And then, yeah, enjoy, uh, you know, Black Widow if you want to see it in theaters. Finishing Loki this next week. Marvel What If coming in a couple weeks. So there's stuff to look forward to. But everyone stay safe out there. And always remember to stay kind of geeky.